I've been trying to play, man. I've been I've been going hard lately. Um, I saw some amateurs at the course the other day where I was watching them and God did it make me feel better about my gameplay. God I've damn. noticed that if I look, if I kind of look around <laughs> and watch some other players, because usually I'm really intimidated and be like, oh my God, everyone else is so much better. Like, I don't even like, because they have these like bags, like with like 30 discs inside. Sure. Yeah. Like, that's, there's that's no way I'm sure. even going to commit with like what these guys are going to do. Like, just fuck that. I'm just going to hold my three discs and just try to do my best. But no, they, and then they throw it and it just goes like two feet in front of them and just pile drives into the fucking ground. I'm like, oh, okay. I can at least throw it a lot better than that. <laughs> just, yeah. 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 The it's, fact it's that the I flick. It's, it's it's the flick. Oh, it's the fucking. Flick, I flick dude. every shot besides putting. Same. Like even Same. If, we, even yeah, even if I'm like kind of mid range, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna flick this because I just have the accuracy pretty down to like a T there. You and I have the exact same style because uh, I was on the 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 ninth slash eighteenth hole on my course, and these these dudes were like practicing, getting ready to go play, and uh, I threw it from the tee box and I threw it into the parking lot past the basket. And these guys were like, oh, shit, we're not worthy. <laughs> That's literally what they said. I'm like, hey, fuck? man, like I have right. to call the police if I kill you with a disc. Sorry. Um, imagine what they read on that police report. It was it would have been pretty hilarious, but uh, it was a bad throw, but it went really far. Um, so it's I, I feel pretty good about it, though. I've been I've been I've been kind of killing it with a disc lately. Lately, it's been, it's been fun. That's cute. That's nice. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. you are dealing with uh, like 99 degree temperatures all the time, but tempers aren't great. I usually bring a, uh, a, a, a blue Yeti, not a blue Yeti. That's the microphone we're using. I, I bring a Yeti thermos with water and a liquid IV thrown in there. And that's what gets me through the 18 holes. The liquid IV is I'm, what helps. I'm dying. I usually put a liquid IV in here and that's what, that's what helps. Yep. Gets me through. Cause I'm always like, Oh, disc golf. I'll drink on the course. I have not drank on the course in a long time. It, it, it's I never really drink on liquid course, IV. No. I mean, <laughs> the only time I have is when you guys came and we played. But no, I, I think I drank just... one beer. And then I was like, I need to actually like this. This takes genuine effort at the age of 27. I need to drink like water when I play this game. God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus. Water and like uh, hot no, ones. I, once, Calientes Pringles. <laughs> yeah. Fucking match made in hell. Um, no, once yeah. you have cooler temperatures. It'll be a lot more manageable. Oh man, I can't wait to play this in like February in Florida. Oh my yeah, god, you can just bring so like fun. a handle of fireball and just call it good. That sounds like an, an accident waiting to happen. I just end up just like face down in a pond somewhere, but <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I'm fucking down. It's worth it. That's great. It's worth it. Well, uh, should we talk about movies, Spencer? You want to go ahead and get into you know why we're here today? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've done a Mainstream Boys episode. I believe the last episode was uh, Top Gun Maverick, which hell of a movie, hell of a theater experience. It's still in theaters, still making a ton of money. I think it's like it's in the top 20 of all time in terms of uh, worldwide box office earnings. So I would highly recommend not only because of that, but because it's actually a really fun, insanely exciting movie to go watch in theaters. If you haven't seen it yet, highly implore you to go see it. Uh, grab yeah. a big bucket of popcorn, ice cold cherry coke, maybe some snow caps, you know that type of thing. And listen to our episode <laughs> after it, yeah, and see what we yeah. thought of Top Gun Maverick. And there you go. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. But anyways, we're here this week. Um, I'm mainstream boy. I'm here with Spencer. Okay, that's mainstream boys with a Z. You know, you want to get your popcorn ready, get a soda. Maybe if you're gonna go to the theater, a bit of Steve. Stevia. Stevia. Yeah, Spencer's been a kind of a kind of a zero calorie kick lately. I haven't had them in a while, but um 
they're expensive, so I don't really go out and buy them all the time. But you know, every I've once in a while, them, dude. I've yet they're, to find them. Pretty damn good. Really, no Publix or anything. Kroger. They don't have. To be uh, fair, no, I don't. I don't have DBS. Kroger down here. I've looked in. I I haven't looked outside of Walmart, which I know they're not there. So I've, they're not I've, at Walmart. Just order them on Amazon. I mean, they'll be there tomorrow, and then maybe yeah, you'll even then... get a better deal. To be honest, because you get better deals on Liquid IV on Amazon than you do in Walmart. That's for damn sure. Damn, that's um, that's the secret sauce it. right I don't there, Ducky. See what that's happens. Secret sauce. Yeah. yeah, I'll think about it. Uh, uh you know the, the stevia sorry though there's zero calories zero sugar zero everything sodas <laughs> and it's exciting we're sponsored by i haven't had stevia. soda in fucking years <laughs> and then th- yeah. this just comes out where it's like you can like have the taste of root beer and cola and cream soda and dr pepper just in a zero calorie form i mean it still Dude, tastes like fucking i remember nothing but it's, it's i remember exciting. back in the day you you had a soda stream at your house oh yeah yeah, yeah. and that I was like college pretty cool did you bring it wait what we never once used apartments. that it was in one of the apartments yeah you definitely never used it i think it was probably when nate and i moved into uh, a separate apartment oh, you son of a bitch uh, never yeah, no, we had the, we soda, had the stream. soda stream yeah nate had his own bottle i had my own bottle we went out to uh like walmart or target and got those like different like syrups not the best to be honest but uh it did the trick i hope, I hope that the guys who made that company like made like they were probably on shark Dude. tank or something made a bunch of money and then they're fine for life the newer you know? soda streams now if you look it up they're like 300 dollars, but they're insane fucking really? awesome I, I i considered even getting one just for the uh sparkling water because i like i drink so much <laughs> seltzers <laughs> so yeah, i'm sorry like, you might as well just get it yeah uh, if but, they if they offered alcoholic options where i could make my own alcoholic seltzer beverages at home you could just just make your lemon lime seltzer water from the soda stream and then mix in whatever alcohol you want throw some gin in there call it good sure yeah damn wow this is life-changing again we're not here for soda Soda stream yeah okay anyway uh speaking of things that you have at movies did you get anything at your screening of nope nope i did not (laughs) i hate Uh, you i did i wasn't expecting that answer but i'm fucking hate you for it saying just, it. it just came to me once you <laughs> said the title uh no I, I i didn't uh i did i saw it in imax i saw it at the very first showing that was available to the public it was 4 p.m on thursday july 21st wow. oh my god that's so early oh yeah usually it's like 7 p.m or 10 p.m and those showings were also there but uh when i saw the 4 p.m showing i was like oh fuck yeah i'm gonna go see nope and it was 12 dollars for yeah. an imax ticket i'm like this just couldn't get better and like that's ridiculous there wasn't a good amount of people there, but like I just had the best seats. It was just anywhere I looked, just the fucking screen was there, and it was amazing. Sorry for the cursing, but it was just I loved it. Oh my god! Best. Don't I ever apologize for cursing on on our podcast. But... It's unnecessary, but like just IMAX is the best. It's the IMAX only way I've awesome. seen movies, and it's the only way I have seen movies besides the Nickelodeon. So that's a lie, but still. Right. Yeah. But you're. But most of the movies that you've seen in the last like year i would say are in the imax like if it's worth going to see in theaters you've gone to the imax theater yes correct yeah it's like the polar opposite of <laughs> it's like the art house of like crimes of the future and everything everywhere yeah. all at once those uh indie films you go on that, there and there's like yeah. semen all over the seats and yeah it's, you don't want to take a black light to the theater but uh you, you don't just... want to eat any food in there it's it's pretty pretty mucky yeah. and and sticky yeah yeah, right. Split about the name of the theater, but yeah, I love the theater though. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. It's it's fine. They did it to themselves. Anyways, yeah. So this week we're going to be talking about the movie Nope by Jordan Peele, um, director of Get Out and Us. Both films I have personally seen um, in theaters. I don't think 
I think I might have seen us at least twice. Get out. God, I don't know if I've seen either of these movies more than once, to be honest with you. I've watched us a couple of times and I've seen get out twice. Um, but I would love to revisit get out for sure. Like maybe if that pops up. Oh, on yeah. Doctor's corner someday. I would be pretty jazzed. Um, I would love to revisit yeah. it. Jordan Peele is such an interesting director because he he's out there trying to make movies that have a very specific message as well as being just an overall entertaining thriller. And every single movie he's done has had some extreme horror elements as well um, that just make you kind of sit on the edge of your seat and go and your eyes get really wide and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like he's always yeah he's always balanced <laughs> like multiple genres in one like there's always horror and there's always suspense and tension but there's always like that comedic relief at times with oh, all exactly. of his films yep and yep. it really adds to the experience of his films and it's it's a great quality that he has and it definitely you know pays off that he was in the keen peel sketches for so long uh because his it's, humor it's is such a good balance amazing. yeah because it's not just like a horror movie making fun of itself it's a horror movie that has different sections of the film where it's like okay we're allowed to laugh at this okay we're we're allowed to be horrified by this part of the movie yeah i mean it's, the title itself it's, of nope is just like kind of funny in and of itself it's a cliche literally. of like people just seeing like that a very terrifying situation and just going nope it's a cliche of, of horror movies in general where it's yeah. like Okay, it's it's literally making fun of horror movies where people walk into the most ridiculous situation and just go down and get killed. Whereas Daniel Kaluuya's character is like, nope, not going to fucking do that because I'm not an idiot. It's great. And it works in the context of the film as well, which is what's most important. But um, in terms of the film, residents in a lonely gulch of inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. That is the most vague logline I think I've ever read. Just knowing what happens in this movie, that's insane. That has been the logline for the last like year. Yeah, I mean, that's fair because I remember seeing the trailers and this was a movie where I was genuinely trying to avoid trailers because I didn't want anything to get spoiled. And I don't think that Jordan Peele wanted anything to get spoiled either because uh, once you kind of figure out what's going on in this movie, it it's a whole different experience. It really he wanted to create that sense of sort of mystery going into this movie, because when you think of alien movies, you have a certain mindset going in where you think it's going to be a certain thing. And then you see Nope and you're like, oh, all right, this isn't, you know, 2001 uh, Space Odyssey or uh uh close encounters of the third kind or arrival or something like that like it's 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 very much its own thing so and what i think is funny dude is that when i was asking you about this movie and you actually said it on the podcast itself and you were like this is jaws of the sky and i was like damn okay so he's taking inspiration from jaws this and that whatever it's got the same kind of like scary elements but uh i couldn't have possibly expected what this movie ended up being like there's no there's no predicting this. And it's funny because after I saw it the second time, there were people talking in the lobby of the theater and they literally said like, you know, I was, I was, I thought I had it figured out, but I didn't expect that. And that's exactly what they said. And I was like, yeah, me neither, man. Cause how the fuck could you? <laughs> yeah. That's what's crazy. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So this movie has uh, Daniel Kaluuya in it, who has an Oscar winning actor for, uh, What's the movie that he was in? Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black we have Messiah, an episode I, on it. Go listen to it. I haven't seen it. Um, we have an episode Geeky, on it. Go and watch it. 
<laughs> do we really? Okay. It's on the Those Movie This Podcast feed. Yep. Go wow. listen to it. Wait, no, I've seen that. January 2021. Yes, you have. Wow. Okay. I've seen it. I'm such an idiot. Uh, Kiki Palmer, which have I seen her in anything before? Because I love her. She's been in so much stuff. I mean, Aquila and the Bee. Um, uh, okay. Jump jumps something disney plus original film with cordon blue um that's a horrible uh, example <laughs> are you fucking kidding me cordon she's in blue? hustlers <laughs> with uh, jennifer lopez uh she's in Lightyear. she's one of the characters uh, or the voices in Lightyear. oh okay yep. uh she was in a scream tv series apparently she's a um a musician she's a disney channel actress uh she's been yeah. in some garbage um yeah, this is her first big movie. They're, yeah, I mean, she was a voice in uh, all the Ice Age movies. So, I mean, there you go. But playing what character? <laughs> was uh, she like Queen Latifah's kid? Peaches. Queen Latifah. Yeah, Peaches. that was their kid. So that's Queen Latifah and Ray Romano's baby mammoth is, is Kiki Palmer. I love it. That's incredible. Wow. I love it. Ice yeah, Age I would say this course. is her first like big movie that she's starring in. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and I think I would I would argue to say this is her movie. If it if it's not Daniel Kaluuya's movie, if it's not Stephen Yen's movie, it's Kiki Palmer's movie. Oh, for yeah. the most I part. Mean, she brings a lot to the table in this movie, um, and kind of outshines a lot of characters for sure. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, as we know, Daniel Kaluuya's has been Daniel Kaluuya has been fantastic in all of Jordan Peele's movies, and honestly, every performance I've seen him in, he's been great. Uh, Stephen Yen from The Walking Dead, Glenn from The Walking Dead, gets beaten in the head with Lucille, the baseball bat. By uh, so, uh, what's not not Jeremy Irons? Who's the guy that plays uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, that's when I stopped watching The Walking Dead. By the way, <laughs> after that, I was like, really? Okay, cool. Let's move on. Um, aside from the tiger, which I kind of liked, but uh, the other actor in this movie is Brandon Para, who plays the. Um, the fries employee i think <laughs> yep which damn i really wanted to turn to my dad and be like damn i wish you guys had a fries down here i would go there all the time i think it's out of business i think it, I think it went too. out of business yeah but yeah it's it's kind of like a, a radio shack or like a circuit city type like on the west coast type situation yeah and they had like physical media apparently and a bunch of blu-rays you know yeah Phillips, watching... movie one would always go there Dude, that was exactly what I'm like, fries. Oh my God. That was Tranji Phillips, like, favorite play. <laughs> I watched the movie. I'm like, oh no. Uh, if you guys don't know who Chauncey Phillips is, he was a YouTuber that would go out and buy Blu rays on Blu ray Tuesday. And uh, he also had a big uh, weight it issue. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> he lost the weight, by the way. Um, but this has an 82% critical rating, a 70% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 7.6 on IMDb, and a 4 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Um, it looks like it's made $44 million on opening weekend. Is that correct, Spencer? Correct. Yeah. People are kind of calling it a disappointment for some reason. I think that's an, a great number for an original film. So I think yeah. it's also going to create a good like word of mouth and some buzz around it. Hopefully we're adding to that um it's just i think more people are gonna see it. i hope i hope it has legs because i mean next week you have like dc super pets nothing really else comes out and even like well, that August has Dwayne the Rock like, johnson and freaking kevin hart yeah so i mean that'll probably, like probably be number dollars. one but i mean hopefully yeah. more people go and see nope uh and then also like bullet trains after that which i don't think will make that much money so hopefully nope stays in the conversation stays in the box office and has some legs because um it'd be great to see you know original filmmaking get make its money 
they were doing a lot of marketing i noticed too because uh they were on, they brought daniel kaluuya onto hot ones um they had him i mean he's, oh, yeah. he's been on they've been, interviews they've been everywhere I mean, yeah a lot of press yeah. nope has been around way more than i would have expected considering the fact that i don't have like i don't have cable and i'm still seeing nope uh ads fucking everywhere and just pr- promotion so um you know it, it's one of those movies that like they wanted people to go see this for an original property like you need to go out and see this fucking movie you need yeah, to go and, see it and i heard that it gets a peacock release september 2nd so Why a peacock? Um, what the fuck? universal nbc oh, okay all right hmm. yeah disappointing um but yeah spencer why don't we go ahead oh and i will say uh this made 44 million thor made 22 million minions the rise of grew 18 million where the crawdads sing spencer are you gonna go see where the crawdads sing <laughs> absolutely not 10.3 million in opening weekend which is pretty impressive and then top yeah. gun is still in there in the top five with 10 and a half uh so or 10.2 whatever it is but yeah top gun's pretty great but okay, Spencer, why don't we go ahead and get into the film? What were your thoughts on your spoiler-free thoughts on Nope? I haven't been this excited to see a movie in a long time, probably since Dune or The Batman. Those are two okay. where I'm just like, I can't wait to go see it. I'm going to go see it opening day. Nope is another example of that. I mean, like I said, I saw it at the first showtime that's available to the public. So I went in kind of not really knowing much. I knew it was kind of going to be about aliens or UFO. Um, and it was just going to be Jordan Peele doing an original film. And I got to be honest, it was a little different than what I was expecting, but I still had a great time with Nope. I Jordan Peele literally made this guy terrifying. I, and he he took yeah. such in, inspiration from Jaws. Like and when I said that on the podcast last week, um, when I was like, yeah, like he basically made the sky what Stephen King did with the ocean with Jaws. Jordan Peele does with Nope. You uh, mean Steven Spielberg? Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah. And just that, that one scene, too. Like, I think it was at nighttime. And it was the first time you saw the UFO. It's in the trailers uh, with Daniel Kaluuya just kind of out in the field and uh, he's with his horse. And then he kind of looks up to the sky. And then, just like the UFO just slightly <laughs> moves into the sky. And you hear that, like, Jaws theme or that, that Jaws kind of like, musical note. It's like, bam. It's like, yeah. oh, God, fuck. <laughs> like, it's here. Yeah, we're going down that, that road. Um, and everything that had to do with the UFOs, I thought was just, it was everything that I've wanted to see from this type of premise. It it nailed it for me, just just in terms of them like wanting to capture it on film, uh, them just trying to like figure out what it is, and then just seeing or just watching the story unfold in the way that Jordan Peele likes to tell his stories. Like, I just never knew where it was going. And they had all these like, you know, different tie-ins with the with the monkey which we'll probably get into um where initially i was just like where is this going this is so not what i was expecting but the thing with this movie is it's been almost a week since i've seen it there hasn't been one day where i haven't stopped thinking about this movie you've been thinking about it for sure yeah oh my god it's just constantly on my mind And, and and one scene in particular too is just so haunting and I'm sure if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what scene that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to do with the sound design. But just everything about this movie, I was just really on board with. And I had a great time. Um, so just, yeah, yeah. He, he made another fucking banner. Yeah, he, he's basically the new, um, uh, I mean, like speaking of Dune, the director of Dune, who's made 
why can't I think of his name right now? Can you give oh, me his name? Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve. Um, one of those directors that really has just knocks it out of the park with every single movie that he's put together. Yeah. Um, and I, I would, I would say the same for Jordan Peele. I mean, he's put together, um, get out. Nope. Nope. And us. And they've all been just fantastic. Granted in the same, a similar, I wouldn't say they're in the horror genre, horror thriller, um but all very different in terms of the subject matter that they're that they're tackling um when i saw that jordan peele was doing an alien movie i mean like there's 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 very few movies that i could get more excited for than that because not only is it just it's such a fascinating concept but like jordan Uh, peele doing it i'm like oh my god i can't even imagine what he's gonna bring to this a year ago, they dropped the poster, and it was just a cloud with that little like flag string that was right. like, hanging yeah, out of the yeah, cloud, yeah. and yeah, it was over yeah. like this like circus. And I remember seeing that poster and sending it to you guys in that chat. And I literally, in all caps, I'm like, "Oh my god, Jordan Peele's making a fucking UFO film!" <laughs> like, yeah, <let's laughs> yeah, man, exactly. <laughs> let's go! Holy shit! And then it's been very vague in the marketing. I mean, it seemed very obvious in the teaser trailer. The second official trailer kind of confirmed that it was UFOs. Which is why sure. when I saw that, I kind of told you guys stay away from the trailer if you haven't seen it yet, because it does kind of lean into exactly not exactly, but it does. It definitely teases like what this movie is, um, but it, it's very, you know, you talk you know about it's the, UFOs uh, from the poster. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you know, it, you're dealing with aliens, you're dealing with UFOs, you're dealing with the kind of the mystery behind them um, in you're this movie with the mind of Jordan Peele. So absolutely. And, and you know, that Jordan Peele is going to bring in other elements, kind of just, just political aspects and just, just a message he's trying to send, which I love the message he's trying to send in this movie, first of all. But, um, you know, what I, what I really do want to talk about is the fact that he, (laughs) he made things that you would never think of as scary, scary. Like you, like, just like Steven Spielberg did with the ocean was like, okay, the ocean is terrifying. Like, I remember, but like what else? I remember, well, I remember getting into the, into a pool as a kid and thinking that a shark was going to kill me. Oh yeah. And then shower. Yeah. You're taking a shower, you know, whatever it may be. (laughs) And like, like for instance, like Jurassic park, like I would think, oh, a dinosaur is going to walk into my bedroom or any point, like a raptor. But this is like, this is the prime example of you look up and you see a fucking cloud in the sky and you're like, okay that is a monster that wants to fucking kill me. Like it's, it, it's just a, a dynamic that you've never even imagined. I, I wonder what went through Jordan Peele's head to even be like, like, I wonder if he was on an airplane, just like writing a script or whatever you mean. You know what I mean? He's just sitting on in the window seat and he's like, I got it. Fucking clouds, <laughs> man. <laughs> he's like fucking clouds. I'm going to make yeah. the world hate clouds. Um, And God, he... <laughs> universal is just like, Please, <laughs> seriously, here's a Please. suitcase full of money. <laughs> it's it's it really Whatever is just ab- in the way that they're able to go about it in the in the film where the scene where um Angel, I believe, right? Angel, he's like, Oh, you guys don't know. You guys don't know, right? Because you thought that you missed it because the praying manis is on the camera for that whole evening shot. Which, first of all, we need to talk about that scene with Daniel Kaluuya with all the sound design, and he oh my god, that scene is fucking amazing with with ghosts is running through the fields at night. It like when you said when he first sees the UFO. Um, but when when he shows them the cloud on the videotape where it's not moving, God, what that was probably the biggest. That's one of those like what the fuck. Like I remember in like script writing, you talk about, oh, like what's a what the fuck moment? 
that's a what the fuck moment where you're like it was hold cool. on because yeah and especially no i'll let you talk but like uh seeing it a second time the theater atmosphere of me knowing exactly what's going to happen but nobody else around me knowing what's going to happen i had a dude next to me <laughs> that reacted so like he was so animated throughout the film where everything that i remember reacting to the first time he reacted to like tenfold and it was it made it so much better it, nice. and like that type of thing where he would turn to his like girlfriend or wife or whatever like holy shit you see the cloud <laughs> and that was like oh my god i love this guy like nice. oh man so my theater was pretty silent throughout the most of the movie i mean they laughed at a couple of jokes but it was pretty silent not gonna lie really okay well in the imax yeah this was in the second time i did see it in imax actually and that was uh that was the reactions i was getting but Man, we should talk about that scene, though, because the scene when Jordan Peele first goes out, Kiki Palmer's like Jordan threw a record on. What did I say? <laughs> the scene when Jordan Peele comes <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm sure he's there. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya goes out. Uh, he's trying to get ghosts because he's in the kind of like the uh, the horse area or whatever it may be. Kiki Palmer's dancing to her music and then he's out there. He sees some lights go on in the distance. Right. And he's like, what the hell's that? I remember turning to my dad and being like, he's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm that's watching the Jupe, movie with right? you. That's the Jupe performance that's going on in the distance, correct? That, that's him sacrificing, well. The horse. That, well, I'm, that's no, him, yeah. I, yeah, that's in the spoilers of, of, of uh, talk. But yeah, yeah, no. That, I, that's I, him doing his thing. But at that point, you don't know what that is. Right. But, I picked that up afterwards. I was like, oh, wait, that makes sense because he, he's been doing this for months. Six months. I mean, he, he, he's had fucking um, masks made. And uh, Taurus yeah. stuff made and stuff. So it's like it became clear afterwards. But yeah, it, it's hinted at throughout where it's like, what's going on? And that one scene, too, where like the kids, but this is all spoilers. I think the best thing that this movie has going for it is the scope because it's shot with the IMAX cameras. Uh, the cinematographer for all of Christopher Nolan's recent films, uh, like Interstellar, Tenet, he even did the cinematography for her. Um, I forget his name. It's a Danish name, Hoyt Van something um but he is just an incredible cinematographer and he was attached as the dp for nope and they used imax cameras and i think that's just just the scope of the threat was so imminent and it was so terrifying at times just the way they were able to shoot it because i mean on location it must have looked kind of silly because obviously they don't have the fucking ufos flying around so they're just looking up and they're just like acting all like weird so like it must have looked like really weird when they're (laughs) filming it on set but just like when it's all come together, it's just, it just the, the cameras itself just nails it. Just that extra uh, screen with the that you get with the IMAX, it just you really feel like you're there. And there's a couple of uh, abduction scenes where it's just like, oh fuck, this is just terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was it, it really made use of uh, the camera work and the cinematography here, and as well as the sound design because it was bone shivering at times. The sound design is what. I think is is already in my mind absolutely Oscar worthy because um, in the opening scene where he kind of experiences the the ship and he sees it for the first time, you hear the the sounds of horse whinnies. Not only that, but in the opening scene of the film, when stuff starts falling from the sky, you hear the screams of human beings in the sky very faintly, and you think you almost you're like confused by it you don't think anything of it 
you kind of do, but you're just like, okay, let's try well, to figure out what's terrifying. going on. Yeah, I remember it was like, oh my god, this is disturbing. Just like, like what is that? It. Yeah, and, and it happens throughout the movie because you get the kind of the 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 radio audio as well. Like, oh, there's some hikers missing this and that, and then you like hear some screams and stuff. But the scene that you're talking about, where it really uses the sound design to just terrify you over the farmhouse is just the screams of human beings going through what it is they're going through, which I can't even imagine. Um, it, it's just one of the most horrifying thoughts because when you know what's happening to them, you are just in another place. Like it, it's just horrifying. You don't have to he and he didn't even have to show a lot visually. There were two shots and I was like, fuck, that's, the most horrifying thing I might ever be able to imagine. It With was two yeah. shots and it, and that <laughs> was it. it. And I was in the mind of angel who's under, who's under a coffee table and he is just trying to separate himself from the situation. And it, it was just brutal. <laughs> Aliens abducting people there. It's more of a, a monster than it is UFOs and I mean, it's obviously like a different dimension creature, uh, but just... Oh, is that what you think? A different dimension creature? It's from a different dimension, I think. It's from a different, you know, galaxy. I'm, I would imagine. I mean, what, why else would you explain what's going on? Um, but it's in the shape of a UFO. And so that's just like their, you know, their form at times. But their real form is this like deflated squid balloon that just like comes out and only eats you if you stare at it so if you don't look at it you're safe but if you look at it you die die. and that's obviously the metaphor of the film uh of just how human beings are obsessed with spectacle also nope is jordan peele's spectacle it's his big summer blockbuster spectacle like close encounters like jaws like all these other films before him just he's becoming an, an event director and that's him and this movie is him kind of coming to terms with that with all of the the meaning and the messages behind sure. just human beings being obsessed with just uh crazy stories i mean just in it's in uh with uh with jupe's character played by steven yoon who just is witnessed that terrible tragedy when he was uh, a kid actor on that set of like gordy's home with the monkey and yeah. then that popping of the balloon set the monkey off and he uh brutally didn't kill but brutally wounded like three members of the cast and then jupe was under the table and was terrified and then they had that moment where they like, did the fist bump and then he got Gordon got shot and killed and then it's just his trauma throughout his whole life and he's kind of exploited it he's made money off of it and that's just a, a, a kind of just a commentary on humans and how we are kind of drawn to that at times i mean yeah we're we're drawn to and it's interesting because you know uh especially for daniel kalua and kiki palmer's characters they're already in show business so they're trying to make a name for themselves they're trying to make it um especially after the death of their father um they're trying to use this business or whatever talents they have to you know make money and uh make it in this business in hollywood and they finally feel like they have this big break where we're going to get the Oprah shot, you know, where we're going to get the, uh, the impossible shot where they, yeah. they bring on that cinematographer as well. And it, it, it really just, it, 
it plays off of the, 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 the stakes that these guys are at where it's, it's genuinely life and death to get, to get the shot. You know, they, they go to fries, they get the, the cameras, the, the professional security cameras and um, try to catch this thing on camera. And it, it really is just kind of a fascinating thing to witness because not only is the film a spectacle, but he's playing off the audience as well. So you're sitting there as an audience member and you almost feel like you can't look at it. You know what I mean? Where you're, you're sitting there. And I remember there were some scenes with Daniel Kaluuya who he's actively avoiding looking at the monster. And then I'm there and I'm just like, God, should I look at it? I'm really not a hundred percent sure. And I, w- I was, I was actually struggling watching the movie where, especially when the monster was in its own form, whether or not I should be looking at it or not, because it almost reminded me of like a quiet place, which I'm not going to lie. I watched a quiet place too last night because it kind of reminded me of this movie where it's just as an audience member member, it really brings you into a very specific and unique mindset, just watching the film where it really makes you feel a part of it. And like, you're actively affecting what, what is happening on screen. That's funny because Jordan Peele, when he sent the script out to his cast, he sent them a watch list of movies to check out. Uh, A Quiet Place wasn't on there, but it's interesting that you mentioned that um, because of just sound design and creatures and stuff like that. Exactly. But uh, he sent the cast the watch list. It was like Jaws, Close Encounters, No Country for Old Men, most likely because of like the locations and maybe the Western feel of it. Okay. Um, He made the watch 2001 A Space Odyssey um and there was one other one in there too but like those movies like out of context if you don't really know what's going on that's a weird list been like are you making a monster movie but like with sure. a western theme like what's that like the thing Tremors? what are we doing here <laughs> like this is a... yeah but it's from jordan peele so i mean with his track record of get out and us his screenplays are original there's a reason why he has the oscar for best original screenplay um he's just a very creative filmmaker and this movie is just there's so much going on here it's absurd he's creative in every aspect as well like when it comes through you know just the visuals itself i mean the the absolute horror of the shot where the flags are like slowly emptying out of the cloud as it's going toward jupiter's uh what is it called jupiter's claim i guess jupiter's claim which is the the place where steven yen is doing his show it's just a, a horrifying sight because that's kind of it's on the it's on the posters as well. Well, that's how you kind of visualize this this creature coming out of the clouds. It's just these these clouds empty or the the flags emptying out. It's like it's just enough to be like, oh fuck, there it is, you know. And it he I don't know what it is, but he he is just so smart in the way that he's able to to use cinematography, sound design, and uh, he's also. I mean, after seeing it a second time, the the foreshadowing that he does throughout the movie is actually pretty awesome. Like the shots yeah. that he sits he sits on before a scene, like for instance, like when they go to Jupiter's, why don't I keep forgetting the name of it? Jupiter's, Jupiter's claim. claim. They go there for the first time to sell Lucky, right? And it sits on the shot of the fiberglass horse with the flags in its mouth, just kind of like at the entrance. And then it sits on the shot of the balloon, the big massive balloon of Stephen Yen's cowboy character. That ultimately kills the, the <laughs> Which, alien at yeah, the end. Yeah, the, exactly. The two things that he doesn't like 
that this monster doesn't like, it sits on in that scene as he's bringing Lucky, who ends up being very lucky in like the most pivotal scene, pivotal scene of the movie. It's 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 almost like very on the nose foreshadowing, but I love it in terms of story. But that's the other thing is when you're first watching it, you're not really aware of that. So he makes movies where when you rewatch them, you pick up so much more. I mean, even with us, like once you know the twist in us watching it again, it's like, oh, my God, like this is I might go watch that right now. Do you remember the (laughs) twist in us? I mean, I, I mean, Yes and no. I mean, I don't. I think I've only seen it in theaters one time. Okay, because the twist is insane, and it makes watching the movie a second time even crazier. I got a spoiler for you. I just you can cut it out. So that's the twist of that. Shit, man. Yeah, and it was like, oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Awesome. So like watching us again. That's why I remember watching it again because I was like, okay, this is definitely worthy to watch again because it, it was so jarring as of a twist um it, it was awesome and i i know watching nope wow once uh, another time is gonna really kind of solidify it as like how i really feel of it because initially i wasn't i'm not gonna say i was mixed but like i i didn't love it as much as i wanted to but like i said it's been a week and i've, I've just constantly been thinking about it and just more things started to click more things they like, just made more sense the more i thought about it and i could just really appreciate what he was going for so my appreciation has grown for it, even though I haven't seen it a second time. You made the right decision and saw it a second time, but Dude, um, I saw it yeah. twice within 24 hours. Like honestly, yeah. like it, it's because I saw it at the New Regal. Which, by the way, if you have any New Regal theaters, highly recommend checking it out. But no. uh, in IMAX, it is just unreal. I mean, we already already mentioned the IMAX experience, but in the IMAX yeah. cameras they use and whatnot, it, it's just the full scope of the film is just it's just insane. Especially it, it adds for to it. An yeah. Alien abduction type film, like you got to see it. And the sound it. design literally gave me chills at times, especially during that one scene with like the screaming and uh, the abductions. Yes. It's like, oh god! But yeah, no, I mean, I really liked a lot about this movie, and uh, I can't wait to see it again. The only thing that was really just kind of getting me was so much attention to the gordy storyline yeah it definitely felt like it was taken away from my main interest which was the ufo kind of investigations sure. trying to figure out what was going on there and so getting all of that kind of backstory like while now i know like it's, it's completely necessary and it, it definitely adds to the experience of uh watching this story unfold when i was watching it in the moment i'm like let's get back to the fucking aliens i want to see the aliens and shit but uh that being said, there's still plenty to love when it comes to that premise. And uh, yeah, because the, the, the film has a whole right. it has a whole chapter structure almost where it kind of separates things. Um, and then it actively separates a whole section of the film, which is like right in the middle, probably in the second act, where it is fully centered on the Gordy storyline, where it finally fleshes out what exactly happened there and how it kind of relates to Stephen Yen's current character. Um, and why he's kind of doing what he's doing where he hasn't really learned his lesson. He's trying to kind of tether the beast almost. Um, and yeah, tame the beast, Yeah, tame the beast. Yeah. I say tether because of us, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really, I think at the first viewing, I was like, why is there so much screen time dedicated to dedicated to this? But the parallels are without question there as to, well, yeah. And also because what's the- happening the helium balloon popping set Gordy off and he went crazy. And that's ultimately what killed the fucking alien. The right. big balloon helium balloon popped and it exactly. <laughs> destroyed the creature. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's 
strange parallels some may find it uh too distracting or some sure love it. yeah yes I, and initially it was a little distract it was i felt it was too distracting but that's why i think a second watch would definitely enhance and solidify what this movie is yeah i think i mean i'll get into overall i think i think it's just an absolutely fascinating movie i love the the storytelling structure i love what he did with the alien it's it's very unexpected what ends up happening it throws you for a loop a couple times there's a there's one scene where you think you're getting something and then you get something else and some might find it a little bit disappointing but um i think what you get overall with the movie is something that is very unexpected something that is reminiscent of jaws in the sky and i thought that that was just i thought it was really cool um at going in there there's a reason why the you know the marketing material wasn't telling you much because there was a lot to hide with this movie especially when you go see it you're like oh that's what's happening here okay that's really interesting and that's terrifying almost more so than what it would be like if there were actual aliens just probing people i don't know um so damn it just shows how jordan peele's mind works um and i don't know how he comes up with this shit but it was absolutely fascinating and terrifying in every way possible from the sound design to the cinematography to everything that took place on screen i just i mean spencer and i've talked about this and just you know private messaging saying like this is an instant buy in 4k i mean it's it's so good for me it's a four and a half out of five i think this movie was absolutely phenomenal uh it's one of my favorite genres and it's just a play on this genre in a completely different way that i haven't seen before so um it's 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 certainly up there it's it's like almost in terms of alien movies it's right up there with arrival which i loved in a complete completely different movie not even remotely the same yeah in terms of interacting well, with aliens it's, it's, a, it's well still i mean it's first contact with aliens and, and yeah, what it all means exactly. here it's more of a creature feature there it's more of like a you know drama sign of hope and stuff um sure but with nope i was kind of uh i'm gonna still give it the grade that i walked out of the theater with which is still a really good grade it's a four out of five i thought it was great Mm -hmm. i really really liked it but i definitely need to watch it again and see if it either goes up or down because like i said this is a movie that uh i have not stopped thinking about since i watched it almost a week ago and so therefore i could go four and a half out of five but because of my initial reaction when I walked out, I gave it a four. I'm going to wait until we watch it to, you know, go higher or, you know, keep it the same. I don't think it's yeah. going to go lower because I really appreciated this movie. No, it'll so, go up um, if anything. Yeah. Sure. If anything, it will go up. If not, it'll still stay the same, but it's still like one of my favorites of the year. It's going to stay there. And it's like my, in my top 10 or so, probably it's, it's a great time. And I'm so happy. I, I got to see it. And I'm actually the experience alone of going and seeing this in theaters was, was worth it. Yeah. This was, I know I've put a, uh... I think my initial ticket was like nineteen twenty dollars, and then uh, I had AMCA list that had me, you know, got me to my IMAX for for free technically. But um, if I don't see another movie this month, then I pay twenty four dollars for that ticket. So I've spent almost thirty twenty four dollars. Yeah, so I spent almost forty five dollars on this movie so far. If I don't see another movie this month, we should go see. You should go see DC Super Pets. Is it like at the end of July, or is it like whenever you signed up? I don't know. I'm 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 assuming like the month of July I already paid $23 for, so I paid to go to Regal for 20 bucks plus AMC. Crazy. Yeah. So it, it's crazy. But it, it's a very good movie. Highly recommend seeing it. Um 
but yeah, that is uh, that is Nope by Jordan Peele. Very much worth seeing. It's a, I would it's, say. it's a big yup for me though. Go and see it. Oh yeah, yeah. Nope is a big yup. I think that's it's a great great way to end this here. If you guys liked our review of Nope or our discussion on Nope, make sure to let us know in the comments down below on our Instagram post. But if you haven't already, make sure to go ahead and hit that plus button in the upper right hand corner of Apple Podcasts if you listen to us on there. Or that way you never miss an episode because we will be coming out with episodes, you know, all the time. I mean, it's not every week, but every time we watch a movie, we will be putting an episode up. So appreciate you listening at those movie dudes on Instagram. And we will see you in the next one. Toodles. Toodles. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Monday, and you can stay up to date with everything Those Movie Dudes by following us on Instagram.